Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers, and you can find me on LiveTo110.com. Sorry about the drilling and really annoying noise in the background. I uh, just want to welcome you to my home that's also known as a construction site. We're building a new deck. We had a, a deck completely, it was completely rotted out. And so we have to uh, completely re- replace all the decks on our home. Yay, so much fun. <laughs> so there's been lots of noise going on uh, for the past two or three months. It's been really hard to uh, record a podcast uh, with all this turmoil. Today we are having Dan O'Bierne on the podcast. He is going to be talking to us about how to increase your metabolism. Everyone is trying to increase your metabolism. I don't know about you, but I've been trying to do it for decades and I've read all kinds of books on how to lose weight and increase your metabolism. So I thought that'd be a very good topic for a podcast to cover. So you're going to learn all about diet and supplements and exercise and lots of interesting tips and tricks on how to increase your metabolism and reduce your waistline. This podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment that we suggest today on the show. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Um, I'm so excited to announce uh, almost the launch of my program, BodyBioRehab.com. This is an online health program that will help to increase your metabolism. It's a 30-day structured program. It's going to have uh, 30 days of recipes and meal plans. It will have uh, all kinds of tips about exercise, supplementation, proper supplementation, um, all about detoxification, which is the key thing missing in most people's health regimen. It will also have lots of tips about stress, how to reduce stress, and improve your sleep quality. So it's going to hit on all those five important pillars of health. Our guest today is Dan O'Bierne of MetabolicMotivation.com. He has worked as a wellness coach for over 20 years, uh, coaching NFL and NBA players in Miami, working in medical weight loss and uh, cruise lines, on cruise lines. He has conducted seminars, fat loss, and uh, fitness training at hospital-based wellness centers in the U.S., He has also uh, conducted food and wine industry consulting in South America and luxury active adventure travel in Europe. Very busy guy, world traveler. Dan has a Bachelor of Science degree in Health and Human Performance, postgraduate coursework in Psychology and Exercise Science, and a number of professional certifications. Dan launched his wellness site, Metabolic Motivation, MetabolicMotivation.com, to help people to live better, happier, healthier lives with both primal health strategies, positive psychology, and modern biohacks. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, Wendy, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here and to speak to you and your guest. Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your role as a metabolic expert? Yeah, well, I uh, started uh, started doing wellness consulting way back in the early 90s and uh, was in the Memphis, Tennessee area and then subsequently went down, to, headed further south down to Miami to uh, just, I've, I've always... Uh, Loved uh, Hispanic culture for some reason and got pulled that way. And uh, so what I kept seeing was people were saying, hey, how can I get my metabolism to go 
you know, higher and how can I burn fat and how can I have more energy? And uh, I was kind of thinking of going to medical school then. And I thought, you know, wellness, this is going to be sort of a little side thing for me for a couple of years it's, and I'm going to then go to med school. And uh, what happened was it's, it, it's actually, I got become my full-time thing because um, it, it was, I, I did some seminars on, on how to maximize your metabolism. And then that became how to motivate your metabolism. And it became very popular. And um, so uh, here I am now it's 2015 and uh, I'm really kind of ramping this up. <laughs> yeah, I know what you t- what you mean. <laughs> I ramp my website up too. So much fun. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. So why don't you tell everyone, um, you know, why is everyone's metabolism so slow today? Well, great question. There is many factors. Um, I would, you know, limit it to a few maybe. So let's talk about uh, hormones would be a big factor. And uh, we could talk about things like insulin resistance. We could talk about uh, estrogen or testosterone problems with um with uh, women and men, respectively. We could talk about um, adenopectin, um, which is a hormone that uh, that's got, oftentimes we don't have enough of it, and um, and it's something we can um, that we need to, uh, to to help us, you know, optimize our metabolism and burn fat. And that's uh, the good news is it's really easy to to boost your adenopectin levels. Um, you could do things like getting enough green leafy vegetables, uh, getting enough magnesium. Uh, you can also get that magnesium with with pumpkin seeds. So that's one thing. Um, I mentioned insulin resistance. Uh, what you can do there—it's very very common because we're getting so much sugar added to our processed foods that that uh, are so easy to get, and uh, and that's going to slowly wear out our. Our pancreas and our bodies, uh, our cells become resistant to all the insulin, which means that we have all this sugar circulating around us inside our body, and and our body is never able to burn fat. We're just running on sugar, and uh, it just creates a lot of problems for us. So what you can do there is really limit the limit the sugar intake, limit the carbs, eliminate processed foods as much as possible. And if you've really got an issue with this, you you need to. Uh, as many people do, you ha- you might want to look at eliminating gluten. You might want to um, to really look at um, going higher in healthy fats, uh, moderate proteins, and really limiting carbs. Uh, that's something that's helpful. Uh, another thing I've seen uh, very common uh, would be cortisol problems. Now, cortisol is one of the stress hormones, and uh, you know today we live in a twenty four seven world of stress and. Uh, so that uh, I could do a whole seminar on stress and things. So, but basically, uh, controlling the stress with uh, getting enough sleep, exercise, uh, working on some cognitive techniques like separating what you can control and what you can't control. That's sort of my go-to strategies. Yeah, yeah. I talk a little bit more about that about uh, people's locus of control and some of the the mental tips and tricks people can do. Sure, to help sure. Well, it's, stress. you know, I've I've gone deeper and deeper into the mental side um, in the last um, well, the last last five years or so because I think a lot of times people know sort of you know about what they should do nutrition wise and and exercise, um, but uh, I think. 
until you get the mental game dialed in, it's very hard to implement and execute on, you know, whether it's, you know, ramping up your business or ramping up your exercise or, or whatever. So a couple of things about locus of control, you know, I think the first, the simplest thing is, you know, take, I always, I suggest to people have a notebook or something you can, and I know we live in all this high tech digital world, but I, there's uh, there are actually studies that show that the act of writing something down has a, for some reason, it seems to, uh, to be more helpful than, than doing it digitally, uh, doing it on your computer, although that's okay too. But what I would suggest is every morning uh, I do with my coaching clients, it's just, hey, take five minutes and write down, just do a brain dump, anything that's bothering you. Put it on paper, okay? Just take five minutes and make it unfiltered, uncensored, (laughs) you know, doesn't have to be PC. It's not for anybody else, but just get it out of your Get it out of your head so that you can see, hey, yeah, you know, my uh, whatever my this this person is just bothering me for whatever reason. Or, you know, I've got too many things to do this, you know, at this certain time of day. Maybe I need to reschedule something. But the, the, the idea dump, you know, take five minutes, write it down and then then come back and look at it later. And you may see, hey, you know, it wasn't such a big deal. So that's my simplest, simplest thing. Then the second step would be decide what you can control, what you can, you know, alter and what you can't. So, for example, um, just uh, yesterday, uh, my wife and I were looking forward to sort of sleeping in a little bit, which um, was going to be wonderful. And we had sort of a late night celebration with some friends. And so we we were, uh, really, really woke up at a, at a really early hour, about 6 15 because the neighbor's new dog was just going crazy. <laughs> now, what are we going to do? We couldn't do anything about it. So finally we decided, well, let's just enjoy the morning anyway. But uh, that's that's some simple tips for you there. Yeah, yeah. And so what is your best tip to help people increase their metabolism? What's the number one thing that people can do? Well, I think the number the number one thing for for most people is to figure out uh, and get really clear on why you want to do this, because the uh, having clarity, um, having a strong why, is more important than the how to. So that's what I would say. Yeah, get your why lined up, and maybe once again go back to your notebook, make a list of this is why I want to do, why I want to, you know, uh, motivate my metabolism. These are the benefits. Here's what I want to go toward. Here's what I want to avoid. You know, get clear on those. Get them down in black and white in front of you. Put it on your wall uh, at your, you know, or put it on your computer or whatever it might be so you can see that every day. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I've had periods in my life where I've tried to lose weight after I had a baby. And, you know, you can get really, you know, psych yourself up for a week and then you kind of start to forget, you know, why you're losing weight. And then you oh, yeah. have a little bite of a cookie or something and you just kind of forget your goals. And, and you know, now I have a, a little goal sheet that I look at every single morning. I review it every single morning to keep it fresh in my mind as to why I want to avoid sugar and what it's going to feel like when I lose what, 15 pounds or whatever my goal is. And um, it's really a lot more helpful than just setting it, setting out and just starting to, to exercise and eat right. And then you just slowly start to forget why you're doing it. 
Yeah, the why is so important. You know, and then if if I could add one another thing would be uh, some kind of tracking. Yeah. You know, and that tracking what we track, you know, as Peter Drucker, the great management consultant said, you know, what gets measured gets gets um, you know, get what gets attention gets um uh, gets improved. I think it, I think he, he said it better, better than I did, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's very, some kind of tracking and Hey, that can be, um, you know, that can be as simple as having a calendar and you simply, you know, X out every day that you exercise. Maybe you set a goal. Okay. I want to exercise four times a week and you have a, a, a calendar visually available and you simply put an X through that day. Okay. That's one really simple way. Or a more complex way would be, you know, to keep a uh, keep a chart on your distances that you walk or run, or or that you or the weights you lift, or you know the the classes you go to, or your spinning or whatever it might be, or doing some kind of tech stuff, maybe a Fitbit, something like that. To nice is a very easy way to to motivate, you know, oneself to to get you know ten thousand steps a day or or something like that. Yeah, I just put an article on the website uh, yesterday about the apps that can help you burn fat because I think it's oh, really cool. it's important to like my fat fitness pal and some other ones, my fatness pal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's great. you know to try to you know record what you're doing and it can calculate the calories for you. It's really really neat. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. I'm yeah. gonna definitely look that up. So that's on your website. Is that that's at live to live to one ten dot com? Is that yeah right? yeah apps that help you yeah. burn fat. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm going to definitely look that up. Cool. <laughs> so since we're talking about exercise, why don't you tell us the types of exercise that can maximize fat loss and increase your metabolism? Because I think a lot of sure. people will go to the gym and do, you know, just do their little workout that they've been doing for a while. And, um, but I think a lot of people, just, they just don't know, uh, the best things that they can be doing to increase their metabolism. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Great question. Well, I would say one thing is, you know, it used to, um, it used to be thought uh, the, the, the thought was that the human metabolism was sort of like a mathematical equation, and uh, and so we were taught, um, and this is you know back in the early '90s, but it's still many very prevalent that people think you know this it's all about calorie balance, which me- meaning you know there was this 3,500 calories is a pound of of fat. We've all heard that. But what we now know, and and a lot of the research points toward the fact that it's actually more complicated than that. And a simpler, a better, or rather better analogy is the metabolism is not a mathematical equation as much. It's more like a a chemistry lab. And uh, and so there's all these different factors. Um, So, Wendy, we've got, you know, if we want to look at, um, you know, once we get our get, you know, get enough getting enough sleep getting our nutrition dialed in, uh, looking at our macro, uh, you know, macro ratios between the protein, the fats, uh, and the, and the carbs. Once we've got all that, I, that's, it's more important to eat right than it is to exercise in this. And, and I would say this, you can't out, you can't, uh, out exercise a bad diet. Yeah, that's yeah. very, very important because I've, I've had customers that have Said, you know, I'm doing an hour a day of cardio, and it's just not working because I'm not losing any weight. I said, well, what are you? What about your eating? What are you eating? Well, you know, I thought I could eat whatever. You know, it's just not going to work that way. So I would say step number one is before you worry about exercise, is get your get your nutrition dialed in and get enough sleep. And uh, now people are going to say, hey, you know, what's uh, I don't have time to go to. I don't have time to do this or that. But yet, most of us studies show are watching at least at least three hours of TV a day. 
And even people that aren't watching three hours are probably watching one hour or two hours. And so there's where you can find some time. Now, once you do that, then you start to focus on the exercise. And, uh, and it's more important intensity for a healthy person. Is more, it's more important to have a higher intensity exercise, um, perhaps intervals of some sort, uh, inst- is, is shown to be better for the, for the metabolism than long, slow cardio. So that would be one of my tips is look at some kind of interval training. Um, and then the other is to do some sort of strength training, um, at least doing the major muscle groups. Doesn't have to be hours and hours. Uh, a lot of times, um, a lot of times I'm probably doing a 20, 20 to 30 minute strength workout twice a week. And if I'm in a pinch, you know, I'm traveling or something, I may do it once a week. Uh, and, uh, and that's, that's working the major muscle groups. Uh, I could go into some detail on that if you want. Yeah, why don't you talk a little bit um, a bit more about HIT, about the high intensity interval okay. training, and if someone sure. doesn't know what that is. Sure. Okay. So high the high the the HIT that's uh, it's kind of what H I um, high intensity interval training H I I T. If you want to you know Google that for anyone who really wants to go into detail, there's you know tons and tons of studies on that. Um, I'm going to just try to, just to try to simplify it for people who are really busy, who may be in their car listening to this, they're in rush hour somewhere, you know, the, here's, here's what you can do. Uh, first you get, get some kind of cardio uh, equipment, you know, maybe it's, uh, this is simply because the, uh, you, if you have a, for, unless you're, uh, if you're a little bit overweight, it's better not to be running initially. Uh, this is just for injury prevention and there are people that can get away with it. But for generally speaking, the safety, safest way is to use a, a stationary bike or maybe an elliptical machine or maybe a rowing machine. Do the first three to four minutes at a very, at a moderate pace, gradually working the intensity up. So that's our warm up phase, phase one. Then phase, then we want to go into our, our, uh, working phase. And what we want to do is shoot for, Anywhere from five to ten intervals, and this might be uh, an interval might be thirty to sixty seconds, where you're going about as hard as you can, you know, without you know passing out or anything. And this is once again assuming we're talking about a healthy population, um, someone who's who's already sort of fit and they want to ramp it up. Now, if you are totally a couch potato, you don't want to go quite as hard. But you can certainly still do the same sequence. Once again, three to five minutes as a warm up, and then then start and then do five to ten minutes. Think of them as sets. A set of uh, thirty minutes, for example, uh, on the bike or on the rower or on the elliptical machine. A set of uh, thirty seconds to sixty seconds, going fairly hard. When you, to and how do you know? Uh, well, get out when you get out of breath. That's a good indication. When you're out of breath and you really are feeling that lactic acid, then you want to drop your intensity down for anywhere from from one and a half to three minutes. So it's an what's you could call that active rest. And so you're what you're doing is letting your body recover but not cooling off. So after that, let's just say two minute rest period, then you want to start you take do another set of thirty to sixty seconds. And, you know, rinse and repeat for five. You know, I would initially start off a beginner with five of those intervals and then finish off with a cool down three to five minutes at a moderate pace. So that would be that would allow one to do a good solid workout in, you know, less than a half hour. 
Yeah, and I love it that studies show that doing these these short interval trainings, maybe you can do it for 15 or 20 minutes, burns a lot more fat and increases your metabolism long after you work out, much more than, say, an hour of walking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by all means. By all means. And that's probably, you know, there's different theories on that, uh, but it's, it's probably... Um, Based on the hormonal response, because when we, uh, when uh, the human body, when it's when we we call on our body to to have a to exert a you know strong physical effort like that, we're causing we um, we're sort of ramping up the output of of some hormones we need like growth hormone that tends to decline with age. Uh, we also get a boost in our testosterone levels, and it's it's sort of a regulator, and it really it helps our body optimize. Um, a lot of these hormones that we need. Yeah, and it also when you when you're exercising, it uses up a lot of the glucose, so that oh, yes. you're, it, it you know forces the glucose into your cells, so that you have less insulin resistance and bl- higher blood sugar. Yes, yeah, very good point. There's a I actually I actually do a a full hour on this subject, so I'm trying to to limit it a little bit and uh, and and not go on and on and off. On t- but uh, but yeah, there's so many great factors. Yeah. And I love that you were talking about uh, uh, how you can't work off a bad diet because <laughs> I've tried yeah. that before. And, you know, way back in the day, I actually used to eat a pint of Haagen-Dazs every day. I ate a wow. pint of Haagen-Dazs every single night. I had a, a screaming metabolism um, at that time. Not anymore. Um, but at that time I did. And uh, I was... I was constantly battling. I was trying to lose some weight, uh, even though I was really, really thin. And, uh, but it wasn't happening. And I just kept racking my brains. Why, why can't I lose weight? I work out so much. <laughs> right. So, there you go. Yeah. So let's oh, talk yeah, about. <laughs> very common, very common situation. Yeah. Totally. And I'd experiment with it. I was just, uh, after I realized that I couldn't do it, I still kept trying. I started increasing my exercise, <laughs> trying to work off the sugar and whatnot. Um, but why don't you talk about a little bit about the diet that people need to be eating in, in order to increase their metabolism? Sure. Sure. Well, you know, my, my views on diet are that, um, that we, you know, try, I try not to get into people ask me, you know, or, should I go paleo? Should I go vegan? Um, and what I would say is, is you know, I don't want to make it a religion, um, but I would say there's some common sense things. And I have, um, I have some friends that are vegan. I have friends that are paleo, and I have friends that are that are what what. But they're both what. What I find is there's a convergence in the middle. And uh, like many things, you know, the best. So if you, I would say, look at number one is to have a is a lot of vegetables. You know, and I don't care if you're paleo, you're you're vegan, or whatever. You know, or if you just want to be healthy, I would say the the base of of your diet of your day. If you can get fifty percent of your calories, um, maybe not calories because there's vegetables really don't have that many calories, but fifty percent of the volume of of what's on your plate. That's a simpler way to look at it, uh, and this may include obviously in the mornings. You know, we're probably a lot of us are, we're conditioned not to eat vegetables in the morning, which is cool. But there's no reason you, we can't, uh, and uh, it may just you know not seem very appetizing. But we can do. You might do some kind of green drink in the morning as a way to get some of your vegetables in. This morning I had a um, I had a kind of a green smoothie with uh, a three egg omelet with mushrooms. Uh, and it was wonderful. And, um, so I had that with, uh, and, uh, and I kind of alternate between green tea. Uh, I would say, you know, and 
and I don't want to, you want to limit your caffeine. Some, and some people, if they're very sensitive to caffeine or they have issues with cortisol, with stress, then they may want to look at even, you know, eliminating caffeine for a time. But, uh, I find I can do okay with caffeine as long as it's in the first half of the day. And, uh, and so I had, I had, um, I had an espresso with a little bit of butter of grass fed butter. So I'm getting some, some healthy fats in and, uh, and that's gives me a, keeps, keeps my glucose controlled. It's low because there's very little, there's very little glucose released from that kind of breakfast. And it's a great way to start the day. So, um, you know, I'm, actually, I'm forgetting the uh, the question. <laughs> no, no, but I think that's a very important to uh, to eat vegetables for breakfast. That's a rule that I have for every breakfast. I have to eat vegetables. Like this morning, I oh, had yeah. eggs and bacon and a gigantic thing of asparagus uh, with hey, ton, tons go. of salt, steamed asparagus with tons of salt on it. It was delicious. And I, I think I tell all to my clients as well that you have to eat vegetables at every single meal in order to get enough in. You have to get you know five or six cups sure. of vegetables in, and uh, um, I think it's uh, also you were mentioned before that you know diet uh, is you know you have to have your diet on point to be able to lose weight and have a healthy metabolism. And my trainer, I started working out with a trainer around January first and uh, trying to lose some weight, like like all of us. And sure. he said I thought it was sixty to seventy percent diet in order to lose weight, but it's actually he said it's eighty percent diet. If you yeah, I would lose agree. Weight, I would. Yeah, I, I was agree. shocked. You know, by it does that. vary with it. It can vary with people, but uh, you know, for the average person, especially uh, with my female clients, uh, I do find that it's it is a little harder and a little slower. You know, it's life's not fair, um, but that's simply because you know, our, our, if we look at our at our bodies, uh, generally we have females are going to have less muscle tissue. You know, pound for pound. Uh, females should have more body fat than males. You know, we all sort of know that, but sometimes we forget that. So uh, it does make it a slow, you know, it's a slower road usually yeah. for, uh, for the female body. Yeah. And I tell a lot of my clients too, that if they're females, they're overweight. The problem is fat actively produces estrogen and yes. estrogen um, holds more weight on your body. So it's kind of this this conundrum of women that are in metabolic jail, the more fat you have on you, the harder it is to lose weight. And the thinner you are, the easier it is to stay thin. And I think it's part of that, that equation is because the fat produces estrogen. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something that, you know, just thinking back to the, you know, I think in the, I think only in, in recent years, this is starting to become evident. The hormones are so important and, um, uh, that's a great point. Yeah, and also I, I recently learned this because I had my genes done. I had I did a twenty three and Me dot com oh, genetic cool. test, and I ran it through Sterling Zap, which is at mthfrsupport.com. dot com, and it gives you like, this huge health printout about all your genetic SNPs and what they mean for your health. And I had a consult with a practitioner with Sean Bean, uh, who Sean Bean, who told me um, all about what my genes meant, and one of them was that I have a problem metabolizing estrogen. And wow. that, that puts me at risk for estrogen dependent cancers, uh, but not only, yes. but weight gain as well, because I'm going to have right. more estrogen in my body. But uh, another point he gave me was that if you drink too many cups of coffee <coughs> or any, any caffeine, caffeinated beverage, that caffeine prevents metabolizing estrogen. So a lot of people that are drinking Cokes all day long or coffee all day long, that's 
you know, causing more estrogen to be in their body and preventing its metabolism and promoting weight gain. That's kind of interesting. Wow, that's an interesting thing. I have not run across that. So actually, so what he was saying is the caffeine can prevent the metabol, basically the body from metabolizing the estrogen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and also, also people have fatty liver disease or they have a congested liver, which most of us do because of the 100,000 chemicals in our environment. Um, that's sure. why I propose people do coffee enemas to get that liver mechanically detoxed and get it working right. properly so it can metabolize that, that estrogen. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very key. You know, one thing I would, I try to suggest to people with regards to detoxing is not not only thinking about not thinking about it as hey this is once every once a year or you know something like that but think about doing something on a regular basis yeah. and uh you know and whatever that might be and i think in the the most sim- and the simplest thing is getting enough vegetables getting enough clean water that's you know ideally filtered with a reverse osmosis system and then you store your water in either stainless steel or or you know or uh, glass itself and not in plastic bottles so that we're avoiding you know the other chemicals and things like that well yeah let's talk about how water boosts metabolism like something that how something that simple can boost your metabolism well here's the thing when many of us uh, are slightly there, you go. You're doing. You're, mm. you're setting a good example for us. It's <laughs> in in today's modern world. What I find is most of my clients are underhydrated. At least the majority, not everybody. There are some that are that there are some that maybe go the, that are that are getting enough water, but even in that case, they're usually drinking from plastic uh, out of plastic bottles. So then they're getting other chemicals in. So. Uh, the reason this is uh, this can be a pro- this can be problematic is our our human body just you know once again we talked about it being it's more like a chemistry lab not a mathematical equation so if we're underhydrated things just don't work as well you know our digestion does does not work as well uh, therefore you know we're gonna have we're gonna find that our bowel movements are you know not not regular a lot of times that's just based on being underhydrated. When that happens, we've got more toxicity because, you know, those waste products are sitting in our gut and then, you know, some of the uh, chemicals might even be reabsorbed into our system again. And, you know, there's some evidence of that. Um, it, it also is going to affect our energy levels because being underhydrated, you know, it's going to we're going to typically have less energy. One of the symptoms that I see with a lot of my female clients uh, is they complain of, of chronic headaches at times. And a lot, and I've sort of tracked. I've asked them, you know, tell me when, when have you noticed this? And and I found a lot of them noticed it more in the summer, which makes sense that if you're if you're on the edge of being dehydrated chronically or just even slightly dehydrated, you know, then if you're if you're on the edge in the winter and then you go into the summer when it's hotter and your body is naturally sweating. Um, and consuming more fluids and needing more fluids, then you're going to notice, you know, hey, this headache is a signal that something's not working. You know, some, there's some problem, whatever it might be. And so I find for a lot of them, just by getting enough water, they're noticing, wow, my headaches are disappearing. I'm feeling more energy. And that allows them to have more, you know, willpower um, and more um, focus mentally to to do the other things, you know, the exercise and and to go do the shopping at the farmers market, you know, all these things that take time and focus. So so that's 
you know, I could go on and on, but that's a, a, a short version. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about food, like specific foods that boost metabolism. There are certain foods that people can eat to increase their metabolism, correct? Well, there are. Yeah, there are. I would, you know, there's things like, uh, and, and people may have heard, saw a lot of these before, but, you know, things like the, the red peppers, um, things like that have been shown to give you a short-term boost. Um you could also another thing that's that's helpful is to uh, is there's a thermo um, what's called di- dietary induced thermogenesis DIT and uh, and the way this works is our is there's a metabolic digestive cost to um, to digesting food so it takes energy and uh, the thing is it's not it's not all all food is not the same so when we're eating processed foods the it's quite easy to uh, it goes in really fast. A lot of we we can put a lot of calories in. You know, if I was to grab a McDonald's burger, you know, I could take in a thousand calories in about three and a half minutes with very little cost, and it's there's very little fiber to digest, and so I still uh, I'm not getting a boost. I'm not really boosting my metabolism at all. In fact, I'm probably slowing it down. Whereas if I were to eat the same amount of calories with uh, with any type of uh, of food with you know like with fresh vegetables uh, and with some lean protein uh, or any protein it can be fatty protein too as long as it's healthy as long as it's you know grass fed ideally then I'm going to get a boost in the metabolism from the digestion this dietary induced thermogenesis. Yeah. Yeah, and what about protein? I've read that protein uh, takes a burns a lot more calories to digest. So in, in that oh, way, yeah. that it, it it helps your body to burn calories. Yes, yeah, by all means, uh, protein actually uh, it's it's been shown to to if you looked at the three major macronutrients, you know your carbohydrates, fats, and then proteins. Proteins have the highest metabolic uh, cost. Um, that means that your body burns calories to metabolize and break down the proteins. You know, so if I'm eating a, uh, uh, let's say last night we had some big, beautiful, um, uh, huge shrimp that were wonderful. I cooked them with a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of garlic, and it was fantastic. So as my body is breaking, digesting those, I guess last sometime last night, um, that there's a, a digestive cost to that, and so the body has to ramp up and it, and um, and I don't know the exact percentage of the calories that that are involved, but um, but there is certainly a higher digestive cost. So to translate this, how do so people are saying how do I do how do I how does this work in real life? Well, I, number one, try to always eat. We talked about vegetables every meal. That's wonderful, and also have some protein with every meal. And then thirdly, have some fiber with every meal. Yeah. And that kind of goes in with if you're getting your veggies, you're getting a lot of fiber. But in the case, if in case, you know, you may need to supplement uh, the fiber that that can be helpful with psyllium or, you know, some other kind of fiber supplement can be helpful for many cases. Yeah. Yeah. I also like uh, glucomannan. It's a it's a, a fiber that's shown to slow digestive emptying, and it also lowers blood sugar uh, dramatically. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's I, cool. I recommend I, I recommend it for anyone that's diabetic. My father used to take it. He was, told me about it, you know, ten fifteen years ago. Um, but it's it's amazing to help control blood sugar and it helps people lose weight. Yeah, and that's uh, and it's gluco. Yeah, glucomannan. 
It's from the konjac root. It's uh, it's a plant、mm-hmm. that grows in Japan, and、uh-huh. it's something that used all, they use all over Asia for people that are trying to lose weight or add more fiber or who are diabetic. It's really key for anyone who's diabetic. Wow, that's great. I, yeah, was not. I think I, I may have run across that, but I did not have it on my radar. So yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great tip. Yeah, yeah, there's so many cool things from around the world. So yeah, there's all kinds of things you can do. So why don't you tell us some of the supplements that you're familiar with that help to boost metabolism? Well, I you know there's a, there's a ton of things, but I would、uh, I would probably start with looking at、uh, at some at at、uh, probably helping your body's de- you know system to detox because if your liver uh, is um, you know is It's just mo- many times I find people are overburdened by all the toxic chemicals that are in you know we get in our air and our water and our food and、uh, and that's going to affect their hormonal system. So that's、uh, so I would oftentimes start with something like、uh, maybe、uh, you know we talked about the fiber, but、uh, supplemental fiber, maybe some inosetyl inosetylcysteine,、yeah. NAC、uh, is is something that's oftentimes oftentimes is helpful.、Um, A supplementing the B vitamins, which can help with energy production,、uh, also helps with detoxification.、Uh, getting enough magnesium, I find, is very helpful. Because most people are deficient in magnesium.、Um, getting an, some of uh, uh, it, it's very ideally, I would like to. If I'm working with a customer, I want I suggest they do a full. We get a full analytical, you know,、uh, amount an analytical a blood test done, so we can actually. Look, you know what they need to do.、Um, something like the spectrum testing might be ideal. Obviously, there are people that maybe don't have the don't have the the money for that, or they're too busy, or whatever. But、uh, so that's why some of the things I mentioned earlier are helpful.、Uh, vitamin C, I find, is very helpful. It's you know it's water soluble and it's helpful for many many functions.、Um, those would be some off the top of my head that、yeah. uh, would I would use. Are you into anything like green tea? Because I've read that green tea can help to boost your metabolism, and I've read all these studies that show、oh, yeah. that people that、yeah. drink green tea or supplement with the green tea extract that I think it's the ECCGs or the ECEG, I forget.、Uh, that's the active ingredient、yeah. in green tea, and the studies show that people who drink green tea every day or take green tea extract lose more weight than the control group that doesn't. Yeah, green tea is very helpful, especially for.、Um, it, it, and, I'm, and I'm with you. You're totally right. The, on this, there are studies that show a, you know a positive association with you know with weight loss. Also, it's very helpful for prevention of、uh, prevention of cancer, and uh, that's uh, that's something right now in my my wife's family here in Spain. We we、uh, we're tr- sort of trying to help a, a family member who's. Come and has、uh, has a problem with、uh, breast cancer, and that's one of the things we've、uh, we've been recommending a lot for her is to、uh, is to drink a, a gallon of <laughs>、um, or a couple of liters of green tea, and、uh, and but she is a bit sensitive to the caffeine. So what we've been doing is using just decaf green tea. So you're it, you're still getting some of the benefits, or you can also do the、uh, the supplemental form, the extract.、Uh, So that you don't get, you know, you may not want all the stimulation in the afternoon. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there are those supplements that people can take that really boost your metabolism on a temporary basis. I actually used to take fentermine uh, when I was, uh, I took it a long time ago, maybe in, you know, 2003. I was, uh, I just on this weight loss kick and my doctor said, why don't I prescribe you some fentermine? So there are diet pills like that that people can take. Can you talk? And, you know, they, they do work. They do temporarily increase your metabolism. But what is the cost long term right. of taking? pills like this or dexatrim or any kind of over-the-counter stimulant yeah what well, here's the thing with the with the stim, you know using a stimulant you know any of these over you know whether it's an OTC or you know even even the doctor prescribed stuff from the past um, a lot of that um, a lot of those are now illegal and the reason uh, you know and with good reason because it's it's just not it's not going to really cause fat loss it is going to jack up your 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 system it's gonna it's gonna stimulate your central nervous system. It's sort of like whipping the horses. You know, if you've got a horse and you're you know you take your horse out to, to go. I'm no great rider, but I do enjoy horses from time to time. So if you're out riding for hours, you know, on your your favorite horse, and you know your horse gets tired, and uh, of course you've got a whip, and you could you know start to whip him, and he's gonna run. But there's a at some point, he's going to just he's going to totally fatigue and get out, and he's going to have an in, probably get injured. Okay, so that's the same thing that happens with our can happen with our body if we are pushing our body too hard, too fast, either using artificial stimulants or the same thing similar to that, over exercising or under eating or under sleeping. I would put all those together, Wendy. Those are uh, I've seen that a lot of times from very very motivated, dedicated people. Who are who? And, and I, I find myself. I have to I have to control myself too. The same thing with work. I mean, we a lot of us in America we tend to think more is better, right? And so uh, we think, well, I'm just going to push a little harder with this stimulant. I'm going to work a little harder. I'm going to exercise a little harder. And the thing is, the metabolism doesn't work that way. It doesn't respond to more is better, and it will actually go in. You will you will stimulate the fight or flight uh, mechanism. Which means your body interprets all that as you're being, is there something wrong? There's some kind of an emergency situation. And so your body starts secreting cortisol. Okay. So even if you're, if you're taking these stimulants that we mentioned earlier, it's true that you will, will you probably won't have much of an appetite because you're so jacked up on these stimulants and so forth. And okay. So you don't eat. And so you may get a little short term bump on the scale. But you're not. Uh, you're going to then have a rebound effect. That's why diets and crash diets, you know, don't work. That's why you know studies show that 94% of people uh, in America that lose weight regain it within one year. It's the same kind of thing because they haven't actually changed their lifestyle, and they have. They're not working. They're working against their metabolism instead of working with it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz when you when you take the any kind of stimulant, be it caffeine or diet pills or what have you, you are fatiguing your adrenals and your adrenals produce your hormones. And yes. so that's going to cause this metabolic uh, you know, wrecking ball um if you do anything that constantly tax your adrenals like eating lots of sugar and processed grains and not sleeping enough and taking diet pills or drinking coffee all day long, any of those things. And really everything <laughs> taxes your adrenal glands. Sure. <laughs> They're very wimpy little glands. And uh, so I think it's really important. People have to be consistent. They have to be consistent yes. with working out three times a week and eating healthy on a consistent basis. And it, you have to be consistent. 
Yeah, no question. I mean, really, the truth is, you know, we don't we don't really it doesn't sound sexy to tell people this. But there's when people say, what's the secret to, uh, you know, to maximize your metabolism? And I would say the secret the secret is there is no secret. It's it's really about lifestyle. Yeah. 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 And so um, so, you know, I have a question I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Wow. Great question. I would, I would say just, I would say confusion. I think that there's so much misinformation. Um, some of it, um, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't like to get into conspiracy theory or anything like that, but it's very simple. I mean, if you, um, there's just so much information, you know, we're all are flooded with, with the internet and with, you know, with, you know, how many cable, you know, that hundreds of cable channels and all this. And there's so much need for content uh, that a lot of times there's not a, not a good curation of that content. And so you get the head. A lot of people are, have learned um, to, uh, to, to think that they already know, you know, what they need to eat, how to exercise, uh, you know, and, and what they need to do to be healthy. They think they already know it. So they say, oh, well, I already know that. But they're not actually uh, the, the thing is they're oftentimes confused and they're usually oftentimes implementing information that's wrong. And you and I both know that if you're doing the wrong strategies, then you're going to not you're going to get bad results. And and so the problem is people will do the wrong thing, like, you know, people thinking that it's all, you know, that weight loss is all about, you know, mathematics, which we know it's not. It's it's once again back to the my analogy, weight loss is, and metabolism is more like it's more about your lifestyle and that affects your body chemistry and your hormones. So it's a big circle. And uh, so I would say the confusion is the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of confusion around nutrition and health. And that's why we started our websites. Yeah. <laughs> I had that same thing when I was starting to learn about nutrition. I was going, what do I do? Do I go vegetarian or paleo or, you know, it's just so confusing. And so yes. that's why I started live to 110.com to try to give listeners a little bit more clarity on how they can address their health issues. Yeah, well, I, I love your, what you're doing. Love your website, and um, in fact, I'm, I've got to do I've got to do some serious content creation, and I'm gonna come over come over and check out what yeah. you're doing and <laughs> see if I get some get some new ideas. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, why don't you tell the listeners a, l- a little bit more about you and your health coaching program? Yeah, sure. So, so what I'm doing is uh, is helping people. You know, I've got a ton of free information over at metabolicmotivation.com. Just basically going into these topics we've talked about today and much more. And um, then, you know, of course, there are a lot of people who are out there are are realizing, you know, they don't have time to read and study all this stuff themselves. It's sort of like, you know, maybe with your taxes or with you know getting, you know, I've got uh, I've got a new car. And I could go, you know, I could change the oil. I could learn how to do that or I could do my own taxes. But I don't really know. It's not my expertise. So I prefer to pay someone, you know, I pay someone to do those things. And uh, and so a lot of times people feel the same way about, you know, they want to they, they may have a goal of wanting to have you know, to lose some body fat, have more energy and have better mental focus. Those are the three big things that um, that that we're doing a lot of work with. And um and so they want someone to create a customized plan for them so that they can, that actually fits their lifestyle. 
and uh, and then also provide some accountability because you know we all need accountability at times, especially when we're doing a new thing. And, um, and so that's what we do with our health coaching program. And the way it starts off, if anybody's interested in, is um, it's, we do a free consult, uh, 10, 15 minutes on setup. We set up a time and we do a talk like, you know, on Skype. Uh, and uh, kind of see if there's a good fit. And we give, we answer people's, you know, biggest question about their, their health, their fitness, their wellness um, in, that, in that consult. And then if they want to continue on, we offer various programs that are um, anywhere at the minimum three-month minimum three month commitment because, hey, if you, if you do less than that, you're probably not going to get enough. You're not going to get real lifestyle results. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I wanted to talk a little bit about something that Dan and I were not able to cover during our podcast, and that's how do you increase your metabolism permanently? It can be done with my Mineral Power program, which you can learn more about at mineralpower.com. When you do a hair mineral analysis upon which this program is based, you can determine whether you are a slow or fast metabolizer. And how is this determined? It's determined by your calcium to phosphorus ratio. Many clients of mine who are, have a slow metabolism or uh, insulin, uh, insulin resistance or high blood sugar or diabetes even have really high calcium levels in their body. And what this does is it reduces cell permeability, kind of imagine a cell. And if you have too much calcium around that cell, it reduces cell permeability. So nutrients can't get in, toxins can't get out and glucose cannot get into the cells effectively. So it stays in your bloodstream, and that raises your, effectively raises your blood sugar. And by reducing the calcium levels in your tissues, by taking certain targeted supplements, healing your body, and by, uh, by you know, correcting your body chemistry, when this calcium is reduced, this solves a lot of metabolic problems in the body. And uh, this is done by taking magnesium supplements and many, many other tips and tricks um, on mineral power, my mineral power program. And so that's the construction going on. <laughs> so you can permanently correct your metabolism. It takes a lot of work. It doesn't happen overnight, uh, but it can be done. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, that you can change your metabolism. You can change your body chemistry. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can always email me on the website, uh, leave a comment. Um, or sign up for my Mineral Power Program. Leave a comment on the website. I can answer any questions that you have, and uh, I can help you to increase your metabolism permanently. I've done it for myself. I've improved my metabolism dramatically over the last three years that I've been on my program, and I can help you to do it too. So thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to livetoone110.com. Check out my online health program, bodybiorehab.com, and you can check out mineralpower.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.